Woo, I love that. So much fun. There's still ribbon up here. We had a party. I hope you had a party if you're watching at home as well. Welcome everyone uh, here in the sanctuary or here in the community center, watching online or to our 11 o'clock students, uh, our 11 o'clock family. Love y'all. Miss you. Um, <clears throat> if you don't know me, my name is Steven Johnson. I am a Southern California born, son of the creator, husband, father, music lover, coffee drinker, Lakers fan since the 80s. In my day job, I am blessed to hang out with our high school students here at Bell Press to help students encounter God, connect to community, and bring hope in the world. But I wasn't always a Christian. You see, I'm not sure if it was the fact that I was quickly approaching middle school or what, but my parents decided when I hit fifth grade, they would go back to church and take me and my sister with me after a four-year hiatus. And <clears throat> can I be honest with y'all? I mean, you, you guys look really nice and, and friendly this morning. <laughs> the church isn't always the most welcoming place, especially to a messy-haired, baggy-pants-wearing skater-surfer kid. It felt nothing like family. That was until I met Pat. You see, Pat sat in the lobby of the church in a wheelchair and greeted everyone who walked in the doors. He had the world's biggest smile. And Pat did the best that he could. You see, Pat was paralyzed from the waist down and had little motion, movement with his hands or his arms and couldn't speak very well. But every Sunday, he would sit there in the lobby, smile stretched ear from ear, saying hi to everybody. And when I walked to those doors, Pat would say, hi, Stephen, how are you? and shake my hand. And he would sit and listen to my response to how I was doing. Pat helped welcome me in to church as family. Pat was the first experience I had with a warm, welcoming community. Family. That word can carry so much meaning with it. Whether it's a mom, dad, 2.5 kids, cat and dog, or whatever. <clears throat> or something that brings up memories that maybe aren't so good. What I know is that God is in the process of redeeming what it means to be family. You see, hundreds of years ago, prior to the birth of a guy named Jesus, God, our creator, appeared to a man named Abraham and said, Look at the sky. Count the stars. Can you do it? Count your descendants. You're going to have a big family, Abraham. God promised Abraham that he would become the father to a great people, that the world would be blessed through his descendants, that one day a person would come that would overcome evil, heal all things, and create a new kind of family. I believe that person is Jesus, born in Bethlehem, son of Mary, that he is that person in Jesus, God came, took on flesh, met us where we are. Creator entered into his creation for the purpose of making all things new. In Jesus, God overcame evil, hurt, and pain and replaced it with goodness, love, and grace. Jesus gave us a glimpse of heaven, healing the sick, teaching with authority. He came to give us grace and peace and he raised the dead. But Jesus was betrayed by a friend, arrested, humiliated, crucified on a cross, and died. 
but three days later, God reached into death, sin, evil, and he pulled his son out of love, proving that death has no victory, evil does not win, and nothing can separate us from the love of God. Through Christ Jesus, we are reborn, redeemed, renewed, and adopted into a family. A family that can trace its lineage back to that promise that God made to Abraham. When I think about how God adopts us as family, I think about how God worked in the life of a girl my wife and I know named Emily. I'll never forget on that summer day, I got a call from Emily she had told me that over the last couple of weeks, her and her foster mom of four years had been fighting a lot. And one day they had a blow-up fight, and Emily's foster mom returned her to the child care center that she got Emily from. I'm not a shirt, Emily said on the phone. Can my mom just return me? Over the next month, Emily went through a hard time, and my wife Katie and I prayed for her a lot and went and visited her. Then one morning, I got a call from the Burkle family. They told me that they had heard Emily's story from their daughter Katie, who was in the same small group with Emily at church. And their heart broke for what was going on in Emily's life, and they wanted to make sure that Emily never again had to question who was her family, that they wanted to adopt her as their daughter. So I gave her Sue Burkle, the mom of the family, Emily's social worker's email address. Only two weeks later, I got an email saying, our growing family is from the Burkles. In the email, they talked about how they welcomed, welcomed Emily as a part of their family, that, that she was their daughter, and on the top of the email was a picture of their family with Emily right in the center. The Burkles helped pay for Emily to go to college, buy her first car, and more importantly, become family. This is a picture that they took together this Christmas. Emily will graduate from college this spring, loves acting, and continues to follow God. Her family are his, her biggest fans. Isn't God amazing? You see, through faith, we are part of God's big family, the kind of family a follower of Jesus named Paul wrote about in the letter, of, letter to the church in Galatia. You see, there was a group in Galatia called the Judaizers, and they were essentially trying to convince people that first people had to become Jews before they became followers of Jesus, that they had to do something before they fit in, that they must believe first before they belonged. You see, Paul corrected them saying, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God. This word in communicates something different. This word in means a complete identification with Christ. It doesn't mean you individually, it means y'all as a community. Paul says, y'all are a part of this new community. Y'all are Christ through faith. Y'all are welcome, no matter your ethnic background, identity, age, whatever box you check on the census. You are a part of God's family. And Paul goes on to say, through faith for all y'all, plural, who are baptized into Christ, have closed yourself Y'all, plural, with Christ, just as a team wears a uniform, our uniform as Christians doesn't say hawks 
or mariners or rams or 49ers or Republicans or Democrats or Americans. It said children of God. We are on the same team. We are sons and daughters of God. We are each other's brothers and sisters. Paul goes on to say in his letter to the church in Galatia, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and an heir according to his promise. Paul is not expressing a hope here. He is communicating a fact a fact that there is no longer places for dividing walls that keep people out or barriers here or there, that we are all one. All barriers are erased. There is not you and me. There is only us. A community that cares for each other, welcomes each other, learns from each other, and takes responsibility for each other. We are a family of broken people and we need each other. I cannot become who God wants me to be without you. You cannot become who God wants you to be without the person sitting on your left and your right. Our children in this room cannot become who God wants them to be without you guys. You guys cannot become who God wants you to be without our children. We are each other's and we all play a role the uniquenesses of our different ethnicities or backgrounds or gifts or ages or nationalities make this community beautiful, what God wants it to be. Every Sunday at my previous church in the pew in front of where I used to sit, there were three elementary school kids, Lily, Audrey, and Kenzie. And next to them were Peter, Andy, and Cindy Lee. You see, Lily, Audrey, and Kenzie, Warren McGraw, <coughs> and Peter, Andy, and Cindy Lee were constantly seen playing together, drawing, laughing, having fun, but their friendship went far beyond joy and entertainment. As the Lees looked to care for the generation below them, God moved and they communicated to those three Warren McGraw girls what it meant to be a part of God's family. And then in the fall of 2016, the Lee kids got some bad news. Their mom was diagnosed with cancer. And for many reasons, the Lee parents decided it would be better for Miss Lee to travel back to Taiwan to undergo surgery and recover there. But what this meant is the three Lee kids would not have someone to watch over them for weeks and not have any place to go for the Thanksgiving holiday. Lily, Audrey, and Kenzie's parents, the Warren McGraws, stepped up and invited the three Lee kids over to their house for Thanksgiving and made sure that they were taken care of while their parents were in Taiwan. The Lees and the Warren McGraws are each other's family. In fact, this last week I was texting Peter and he said, I can't wait when I come home from college for winter break, I get to hang out with the girls. This is a picture of him and Lily. When I texted Nicole Warren McGraw, the girl's mom's mom, and asked him if I can use her daughters in this sermon, she sent me this picture and the following text. I love our faith family we have with the Lees. I continue to love Peter, Andy, and Cindy. Speak truth, love, and grace into their lives. They do the same for my girls. 
They mentor my girls. God is good. You see, God uses us and his spirit works inside of us to transform lives through family. Paul goes on to say, because you are his children, God sent his son into our hearts, the spirit who cries out, Abba, Father. The same spirit that hovered over the waters before creation, the same spirit that empowered prophets like Moses and Deborah, that made David dance and sing, made Esther stand up for her people, person that lived inside of Jesus, healed the sick, raised the dead, lives inside of you and is here now, making us family. The Spirit does unexpected things and is waiting to be let loose in this church so that all will dance and wonder and sing at the grace of God who adopts us as his children so that everyone will know that they're not defined by their accomplishments or their seeming failures, but all will know that they have a God, a Father who loves them and invites them to call him not just Father, but Abba, Daddy. And know them intimately. Bell Press, can you see it? God is empowering us to become family. When Kate and I first moved up to Bell Press two years ago, we met a woman named Chris. Chris loves deeply and cares for all as if they are a part of her own family. When our son Jaden was born, Chris gave us one of the most thoughtful gifts wrapped in this box. It felt so honoring to think about the intention and care she went to in order to make sure that we knew that Jaden was welcomed as a part of the Bell Press family. Recently, Chris has gotten involved with serving with an organization called Urban Hands. Through the ministry, she met a woman named Sherry. Sherry used to be a police officer and work in the corporate world. But Sherry, because she has PTSD, has not been able to keep a job and now lives in her car. Chris started inviting Sherry over to her house for family meals and over to her house for holidays and going on walks with her regularly around Green Lake. Sherry and Chris are family. They're each other's sisters. They learn from each other. Sherry house sits for Chris and her family when they're gone. Sherry knows the code to the garage to make sure that she knows she is always welcome at home. Chris and her husband Steve go out of their way to welcome anyone. And in recently in a conversation with Chris, she said, I've heard, I've learned it takes very little effort to love people like family. But it makes a huge difference in people's lives. God's Spirit uses family to transform people. So who is God calling you to become family to? Bell Press, your homework is to answer for yourself these two questions. First, God, who are you calling me to invite into my family or my family's lives? Who is God moving and calling you to invite to be a part of one of your members of your family. Second, God, who are you calling me to become a spiritual brother, sister, parent, or grandparent to? During the next song, after this message, take a moment and ask God to bring to names and faces who he might be calling you to step out to welcome into your family or become family to.
write down their names, take the step. One of my old teachers said this, vision is stories of future hope. So what is your future hope for your family? What stories do you want to tell? Do you want to talk about people like Pat or the Burkle family or the Lees or the Warren McGraws or Chris and Steve? Look to your left, Bell Press. Look to your right. See your brothers and sisters. They bell press. May we become so much more than a church. May we become family. May you pray with me. God, I thank you for your love and your grace that reaches out and adopts us as your daughters and your sons that you call us family. Of all ages, all backgrounds. So Lord, may you make this community into that. May we be a community that tells stories of lives transformed. May you move in us and help us respond to you. In Jesus' name, amen.